Welcome back, Hocklings. Today we have a very, very special guest joining us today, uh, straight from possibly Italy. Um, his name is Roman Silver, otherwise known as Benny. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? Thanks for stopping by. Hey, no problem, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. And then, as always, I'm Tony. I'm Evan. Yeah, I'm Connor. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got a brand new, uh, a brand new Roman Silver EP that we're gonna we're gonna dive into. Um, let's talk about uh, some general music stuff. Um, I kind of want to talk about some Moody Circle stuff because I've, I'm loving the the stuff coming. Oh shit! Uh, from that project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Oh yeah, we did our research. <laughs> Damn. But uh, how you doing? How how's uh, how's everything going with with quarantine or lockdown or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's a little weird out here because re- just recently the there's been some not riots, but there's just been like a bunch of people out at the beaches here going crazy. They closed the beaches, especially Huntington Beach in particular. It's getting it's getting pretty crazy. I don't know what it's like out there now i live about a mile and a half two miles from main street so it's like i don't get the craziness right here but it, yeah it, people are going nuts mm-hmm. uh but me in general like i i've been i've been fine i've been all right you know just staying healthy yeah you know wearing masks doing the taking the normal precautions you know <laughs> masks the new normal now yeah yeah everything's changing you know everything even after this is over it's going to be a lot different oh yeah oh yeah for sure i mean they're talking about airports taking like twice as long as they already do Ugh. oh man With all the stuff that they have to do now so it's gonna be crazy for a while yeah yeah that's good you got uh obviously we, we know one of the streams you're on but you guys are doing some streaming too with uh what you guys are doing with bitbird and then mm-hmm. um lockdown fest with fucks with it and then of course on uh, electric hawk's very mm-hmm. own harmony that that harmony set was awesome i mean we were <laughs> at that point we kind of um knew at some point we were gonna have you on so we were we were tuned in and we were blown away that was that was an awesome set oh for sure thank you thank you yeah uh that 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 set in particular was just it really came together nicely because i mean there there are there has been quite a bit of um you know the live streams but Mm -hmm. that one along with like the the electric hawk team like all all you guys and everyone doing like the visuals and whatnot they they really did a good job and so it just yeah, everything was super dope. I was watching like majority of it the whole weekend. Yeah, they've done a, they've done a great job, and Daryl's been been killing it with the visuals. But that was yeah, awesome. He's that actually was... yeah. Uh, oh, I was sorry, my bad. I was just gonna say he's actually no, helped yeah. me because of that stream. You know, I was pretty interested. I was like, oh wow, like you know, he, he's he blows it away on the visuals. So I was like, you know, I gotta hit him up. And he has helped me out with another project, another live stream thing that I'm doing next weekend for my ep as well so oh wow awesome. yeah so that should be cool is that just gonna be on your channel i think it's gonna be on bitbird's youtube page nice yeah so i and so what just like a listening party with visuals well it, so the other day i kind of so i cleared out my living room and then i basically put a bunch of decoration i decorated put some plants there and then i had just a couple people come over where we you know we made sure to do it all safe and whatnot but i i invited uh pop pop culture who's on my ep and then this girl named shay and so i invited them out um and 
they performed two songs. The the girl Shay, she has a song, a uh, forthcoming song with me. And so uh, I did a whole set. They did performances. We filmed it. We got some cool drone footage. Like outside, we're going to combine it with the visuals and make it really cool. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whole setup. Yeah. So Dar- Dariel is actually, he's editing it right now. Oh, dang. <laughs> How about Me- that? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, oh so, oh, so you just have the you just have the EP with visuals, right? And you're like, no, we got like drone, drone <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Full production. You're like, shut up, Tony. <laughs> Full production. How to get the drone. But, the, but well, we were actually going to do it outside, too. We were, we were like, you know, should we film this outside? And I, I spent a whole day, a whole like two days actually like driving around looking for spots. But it was a little bit unrealistic and I know some people have done it outside, but it's just a little bit harder out here because it's a lot of just concrete, not a lot of like, you know, cool spots to film it. Yeah. So I just decided, you know what? Also like I wouldn't want to get kicked out. So I said, you know what, <laughs> we're just going to do it here and then set it up nice and then get the extra footage like outside or whatever, you know? Oh, smart. Okay. Crazy seeing everyone's set up and how they're all so different. You can go from like, Yes, so who has like an entire yeah. age in his house or he's in a studio or whatever. And then you have people just like set up in their bedrooms or in their living rooms. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Everybody's got something going, you know, there there are some pretty crazy setups for sure. Martin Garrix just did a freaking live stream on a boat. <laughs> on a boat? Yeah, like he, was like on a, he was on a lake in, in oh my. like Denmark or something, and he plays a set. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I would, he's on, he's on, a spe- on the back of a speedboat. It looks like a Tom Cruise movie, but like with Martin <laughs> Garrix. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> I, would, I would expect nothing less. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's pretty dope, though. <laughs> yeah. I wanted... I wanted the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, this. I think it's really cool that Bitbird, they like that, you know, they see a lot of potential in you. And so they, you know, they're, y'all are working together now and stuff. I wanted to know, like, how did that come about? It's kind of like a pretty, mm. uh, not to say like, not small, but like niche kind of label, I feel like, just with the artists that they have and this like sound that they curate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it was sort of an unusual relationship, like because I don't know, I just always thought that I I didn't really fit there. But then over time, I did have some some demos. This was like a couple of years ago. I had some demos that I thought, you know, maybe it would maybe these would fit on Bitbird, you know. And I I, mm. I remember one night I just I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and submit it. So they had I'm not sure if they still have it, but they have they had a submissions page on their on their website so i just went ahead and submitted some demos and then at like five in the morning i think i was this was yeah this is a couple years ago so at like five in the morning i woke up to like go to work at the time i was working some some morning job and um i saw an email from from tim their a and r one of their a and r's now they have someone else their main a and r but uh tim who reached out and I was like, hey, man, like, we really like a lot of your stuff, you know, we we want to, we want to try and get you on board with Bitbird. And like that, just like, it just made my day. I, I It was like five in the morning. I was just ecstatic, you know, it was pretty crazy because I didn't think they would actually take anything from me. But, but yeah, they did. And then that, the first song I released with them was All I Want. And then we kind of were still just talking about releasing more more stuff and maybe a project 
but I didn't really, well, I, I released after that, I released on their compilation, the golden Finch compilation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah. I haven't released anything since then until this EP came out. So yeah, but yeah, there'll be plenty more with them as well. So yeah. it, it's a, it's an unusual relationship because yeah, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it is very niche and it's, Sometimes, you know, they don't have a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to consider the type of music I make. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that <laughs> variety, yeah. man. No problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's for me, what like Bitbird obviously has like, it's, it's funny to hear you say that because it does like, obviously, you know, there, there is like a, a certain sound to it. But for me, like, oh, pretty much like I'm thinking about like, if I, I'm pretty sure Jaren's done some stuff on Bitbird, but like Drulu and and you and and San Holo himself, like there's not really like one word for like the genre for like all of the artists. Like you know, it, you expect a certain feel to it to like a Bitbird song, yeah. But it, it, you never really know like what kind of genre per se or like tempo or um what yeah. sort of song specifically you're gonna get. And that's why I kind of think it's it works so well to see like you and and some of those guys on there because it's like you know a certain sound for sure but like it's just everything is so unique and like each release on there is so different so it's it's certainly like one of our favorites but um it's cool to see that that partnership with you guys there for sure absolutely yeah 100 percent. yeah they're they're amazing and have you worked with any of the artists on there directly or any actual interaction with them at all yeah yeah i've well i did like a short tour with task of black and I also am pretty good friends with Duskus. He, when he comes out here to America, he usually stays with me. So him and I are good friends. And then the Drulu boys are awesome. Like we've hung out quite a bit. I met them in New York. We did a show together and that was, that was awesome. And uh, I, I, a lot of these people, well, mainly like Drulu and like, and like San, like I see them, like, I feel like I see them everywhere at least not right now because of all this stuff that's going on. But, but like I, I saw them so much last year because they would always be in LA, you know, they'd always be in town. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. Also did want to say shout out to Duskus because I've actually found him like last year, a couple of years ago, his stuff is like, I found him from his, his Drula remix, I think actually. Yeah. But, uh, his stuff is awesome. Dude. Yeah. He's a, he's a super, super versatile producer. Like I feel like, Mm -hmm. He some of the stuff he's shown me is like I'm like dude you gotta like release this stuff yeah. it's crazy he, he has some like some like garage and some like drum and bass and really yeah I mean he he uh, he has his his style and his sound and and his goals that he's kind of trying to do with this project but I think you know a lot of people don't know that he he can make just about anything super super nice guy too mm. super cool him and I get along yeah it's sick yeah. All right, so I think we um we can we should uh we'll get into uh I think what everyone's everyone's here to to listen to. Um the Like Lightning EP dropped five six. Mm-hmm. Uh four songs. It's yeah. I, we were talking before um kind of talking about what we what we wanted to touch on. It's I mean it kind of goes with what we were just saying with with Bitbird, but each song is like kind of has like such a different vibe and honestly even like a different different tempo and it's hard to like put a genre on on each of these songs um but so we were kind of wondering first like being that you you have like such a versatile sound on this um ep 
what what's kind of your process or, or even for this one specifically how did it come about like did you know you wanted to create like kind of a completed ep type project or did it kind of just come about naturally or what was kind of the, your general process or your process for this one um, specifically yeah so i think it was about fall last year or like right around when winter started we just you know we asked them hey we want to you know do a project you guys want are you guys interested and they had just got this new a and r a beer and he's he's really cool and so he's like yeah dude send us everything and then um uh we had also i so i had some older songs that i was kind of interested in re revamping Mm -hmm. And so one one of those was Yoko, which they they really really liked right off the bat, and uh, yeah, I th- I thought that would be a good addition to this project, and and then pretty much every everything I kind of already had set for the project itself. Like I, I knew like the songs that were going to be on it, and I I wanted it to be that way, and mm-hmm. the and a beer their A and R was pretty much like yeah dude let's do it exactly how you want it like let's do it like that but although there was there was a difference in the the track list uh the track listing we had a different song and we replaced that one with Fiore so I but I, I yeah I just ended up hating that song so much I don't know I don't know what it was but I, maybe someday I'll release it if someone convinces me or something <laughs> I don't know but but. Yeah, the original project I, I initially was happy with, and they were happy with it too. They were like, "Let's do it," and then eventually, um, yeah, well, it all came together. And then I just swapped out that one song, and mm-hmm. it worked out. And I think this this one in particular, as opposed to my last EP, which which I did on Quality Goods, I think this one is definitely the way I kind of see things, and this is my vision. This is kind of how. Mm-hmm. I expect the future to be. Whereas with quality goods, I mean, I, I love quality goods, but I think, I think that one was more to just kind of get myself out there, you know. And I think they kind of picked the songs and they kind of had an idea of what they wanted for it. So this one is this one's all me, you know. The first one on this album or this EP, excuse me, is Fade, um, mm-hmm. and specifically the vocalist pop culture. So I've been on a real kick of this like. I don't even know how to describe it like this airy vocal indie type star fucker type vibe yeah and pop culture fits that perfectly yeah and i think his voice over your your music is like a perfect match how in the world did you even discover pop culture he hasn't yeah doesn't have very many plays no um, but i'm definitely a fan now yeah super low-key artist he was making pretty much the same type of music I was making a couple of years ago. And then he kind of, he kind of just switched everything up and kind of wanted to do almost like a vapor wave kind of, mm, yeah. you know, that in that realm, but we, we still kept in touch and uh, yeah, he, but what, so how we linked up was he was just hitting me up on SoundCloud and he basically DM me and wanted to hang out. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's, let's hang out. And I had just moved to orange County. So it wasn't, too, he wasn't too far. Cause he's out in Burbank, I believe. So, um, yeah, so we just linked up and I had that demo or I had the instrumental for fade mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted someone on it, 
but I, I don't know. I, it was, it was a tough one. I was like, you know, who could I reach out to? Cause that, that song, when I made it, it was probably 2017. So it's been a few years. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So when I had that instrumental, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have enough, um, I don't know, clout, I guess. I mean, I, not, not that I have, not that I have a bunch of clout now. I really don't, but. Let's know. Yeah. So like, I think, but now it's a little bit easier to like get a hold of, of like a singer or something, you know, and be like, Hey, you want to do this? And they're down. But, but yeah, so back then I was like, you know, why don't I just hit up Sam pop culture and see if he wants to do it. And I sent it to him and literally he like one day, just one day, he's the next day he sent it back to me and I made like almost no changes at all. Like it was pretty much as is besides wow. like the effects and all that. But yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. That's wow. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So, so because you made it so long ago and you'd kind of been sitting on it, is that why that was the first one you wanted to like put out from the EP or was it just like, you were like, this song is a banger. Yeah, well, we we were sitting on that for a while, uh, and I I wanted to have that one be a big single. I wanted it to be part of something big project, but I wanted it to be the the send off. You know, I wanted to be the first the first on the track listing. And Bitbird initially had turned it down. Actually, they turned it down. Really? Yeah. So they turned it down, and then um, I think I don't know what it was. Well, I, I know it was Son because Son gives the final say, and. Um, I showed Duskus and I think Duskus had kind of give, given Son like a nudge about it. And then one time I saw him in person and we went, we kind of went over it and he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just, let's put that one out. I think that one should be the lead single. His like, his whole mentality had changed on it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Song came out long ago, but Yoko came out even earlier than that, right? It was 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. I, I kind of revamped it and then just yeah what's like that each of these songs are coming like from a specific sorry connor from a specific no, uh time in your life do you think the sound of each song kind of reflects that yeah for sure yeah definitely especially like yoko it's um it's got quite a bit of a different sound than what i'm doing now but mm. yeah it definitely reflects that 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 time period and like kind of it's very light and uh I don't know. It's, it's, there's there's some sort of like I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it was definitely in it. You, you know what I mean? Like absolutely. It, yeah. It was. I was trying to describe just that song um, to Connor and Tony when we were talking about. It. I was like, I don't even know what genre this really is. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that sound that is. Right. Right as he said that, I pu- I had to pull up the EP and start listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever Evan says like, I don't know how to describe this, that's when I'm like, all right. So I gotta. <laughs> I have to sit down for this one. You know, it's good. Yeah. So what's like the the process then for? I mean, I I was asking this about Yoko, but I guess it kind of applies to Fade too. But when you have a song like that that you've more or less kind of already not finished but have a completed idea together for what's the process like to like remaster or revamp it mm-hmm. um when releasing it now is it just like kind of remixing it down with what you know now or like knowledge you've gained over the years or is it like yeah or i guess specifically for yoko is it more like songwriting stuff or like what's kind of the that remastering kind of process i usually don't switch much of the production but 
well besides like drums and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's usually a lot of mixing stuff because yeah i think i don't know every 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 year or so it just you know you i feel like i can look back and be like oh man i would have done this differently with this song so mm-hmm. so in this case with that much time that is you know gone by it was definitely something i wanted to revamp if i was going to re-release it i needed to beef up some of the drums i mean the 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 song itself isn't like you know it's not like hard hitting it doesn't have like you know like crazy fat like dubstep drums or something but but still like you know i wanted some some tighter drums and i i wanted to um bring out some of the high end and just you know do some overall better mixing yeah some using some of the skills that i know now that i didn't know back then yeah i always wonder that because like it's it's funny for like you don't necessarily think about it with guys um like yourself who are doing this like full-time and like professionally but like everybody learns whatever it is but especially with like music you learn different ways and, and better ways to like do things especially from the technical side so it's it's always funny to think that like guys who are who are already doing this like you know with with audiences and um like full time it's like we'll pick up things over yeah. the years and look back and be like oh you know like that song is just like i'm mixing things down so much better now like it's not i wouldn't do it like that at all now anymore you know but. yeah 100 percent. i i did it with another song as well i did it with uh my it's my song glass which is on deadbeats yep Oh, love that one. That's what we were just talking about that too. <laughs> That's like what I wanted to talk about next. But thanks for the transition, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I had released that as a, I did that as a self-release. In fact, it was part of my first EP that I ever did. And it's, it's a bit, the EP itself is all kind of all over the place now. Cause we, we removed some tracks and, and I, I revamped some and then used them for other projects or whatnot. But yeah, Glass was part of that project and I sent it to Deadbeats and they wanted it. So I had re pretty much redone all the all the drums and re redone a lot of, you know, the mixing and whatnot. And then yeah, got re-released. And even now that's it's it's only been I think maybe a year or two since I re-released it. And I would probably I'd probably do it again if I had the chance. I would probably do some more mixing stuff to it because, you know. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just never really an end to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's an interesting idea, though. I don't know of um, many other people who actually will like go through and re-release their stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a cool idea because, like you said, there's always something that can be changed and almost like remixing your own song. Yeah. I wish other people would do because... Mm-hmm. I- yeah. That's like some big bass nectar energy. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I guess they're like Kanye. It was like the first person I heard talking about that. Like his his projects being like living, breathing things that like they're never like done. You're, you're like yeah, like you never hit a point in a, a song and you're like, okay, this is completely done. Like this is you know yeah. can't do anything more. So such an interesting like like side of it. You don't we wouldn't normally exactly we think about. Yeah, it, it never it never gets to that point you know it it just it gets it only gets to the point where you have to kind of put it down and say okay that's enough yeah yeah you know it's never done but there's got to be a point where it's enough you know yeah you don't want to like overwork it either yeah and i think i think now though at this point i i'm kind of done doing doing that i i don't really want to do that anymore yeah like i think with with yoko 
I, I think that's probably the last song I want to do because mm-hmm. I've already done two or three now. And I think at this point, I just want to only release new music or, or at least try. Working on any new, oh, I mean, obviously you just released this EP. Um, <laughs> are you working on any new music? Back to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got another EP coming oh. in, I think it's coming in August, I believe, or September. Oh, wow. That's soon. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. pretty soon. Yeah. And is that going to be on Bitbird, or is that it's, a self-release? It's, gonna, it's not going to be on Bitbird. It's actually going to be, um, I don't know, I mean, I guess I could say this. I could probably say it. It's going to be on Monster Cat, which would be pretty cool. Oh, uh, oh no shit. Wow. I love yeah. Monster Cat. Yeah. I've been playing so, Rocket League for a long time. So Monster Cat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. In my in my heart. Yeah, dude. Shout out Rocket oh, League. If, if one of the songs was on Monster, if like that's what I've been playing your EP while playing Rocket League <laughs> this week. There you go. It's like it fits perfectly. I like score a goal. Tony, you were one look. step ahead. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's actually that's kind of what we've been talking about is is getting one of the songs on Rocket League. So oh, wow. that's a possibility. Yeah. that's gotta be awesome yeah. it was like the only game i don't play any music on i just like listen to the soundtrack <laughs> that they play yeah it's so good yeah oh it's so good yeah that would be huge though yeah yeah it would it would be epic you know and but that that's what we've kind of been aiming for and i know they they suggested it at first and when they when they mentioned it i was just like Hell yeah, you know, I want to get it on 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 Rocket League. So, yeah. but I mean, it's not, it's never for sure until um, it gets pitched. But you know, Monster Cat and Rocket League work hand in hand, so pretty confident. What is the connection there? Is is it just they just do um, um, yeah work together a lot? Monster Cat, they curate all mm-hmm. of the soundtrack for Rocket League. So there's like Monster yeah. Cat volumes, and there's like I think oh, like more than 10 of them now yeah and they come out with them like every, like two a year basically i think hmm. essentially yeah yeah they, i asked him about that as well he gave me like the rundown um i went to like the monster cat house i guess you could call it i don't know they have like they have this house out in universal city and it's it's like a mansion it's crazy and it's just like the compound i guess and then so i was talking to him about that and yeah he was kind of saying they have some sort of deal where yeah they just they kind of lease or i don't know if they lease the songs or i don't know how it works it's, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah they have some crazy deal with rocket league and it always ends up working out for everybody and for the artists especially you know i mean the f- player base and the listener base for monster cat are almost identical yeah i mean i know i listen i listen and play both so there you go yeah there's gotta be some crossover yeah, yeah for sure well that's super awesome man mm-hmm Something that I was um, kind of curious about, because like we, we touched on, like kind of not necessarily pinning yourself to like one, I don't know if style or genre is the right word, but, um, and, you, and you kind of talked about it in an article I saw with this song Slaps, um, talking about staying true to yourself and kind of sticking to your own influences and, and kind of making what you want to make. Yeah. What is, um, and I had a specific question about Fade, but like, generally what's like your process with with songwriting like i know you said uh actually an electric Hawk, hawks article about um kind of using flumes drums for one of his remixes as inspiration do you start with yeah. an idea do you start with like a sample or i mean I, i'm sure it depends on every song of course but like yeah you know do you have a style in mind that you want to go for like kind of what's your your go-to approach for for songwriting yeah i mean 
it's it's usually kind of all over the place but yeah i i do yeah i do like to get like ideas down by putting a song into ableton and kind of kind of almost like studying it you know and then just kind of like not not copying but like well yeah like i'll i'll, I'll look at like the pattern like the drum pattern and i'll kind of like copy that and then what ends up happening is like I'll get a really cool idea from here and then a cool idea from here. And then that idea just turns into its own entity and its own song. And then I'll, I'll get rid of the, uh, the original song in that project and then, um, it'll be its own thing. Yeah. So yeah, like I actually did that. I did that not too long ago with this song with, I think it was G Jones collision course. Yeah. That song, which is I think a few years old now. And I just like some of the ideas he had in there. And, and so I, I tried to kind of emulate the structure of the song and it, it really turned out cool. Like what I was doing and, you know, I just kind of, you know, inspiration was striking at that moment. So I just ran with it. And now that's that song that I have is probably one of my favorite songs that I've done that I'm sitting on right now. What, like, so you mentioned like when, when inspiration hits, um, I'm curious to hear your, kind of take on it um because we, we had blank on his approach is kind of just set aside time and like sit down and write and something's gonna happen mm-hmm. and then we just talked with ravenscoon yeah. and he's kind of like i don't really force it like if it happens it happens um if i sit down and like start forcing things i just get frustrated and don't want to do it so like what's kind of your um approach to that whether it's like writer's block or like just kind of having inspiration in general yeah that's yeah it's, that's always like been hard for me is is finding the best time and best like way to go about it you know when inspiration strikes but like the reality is that for me i just have to get into uh what's that what's that uh that phrase called the um the flow state of mind the flow state the flow state yeah 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 so and it's it's all about getting into the flow state and you know i've been reading like so much stuff on it but i think there's no one real answer how to do it i think maybe it is just kind of sitting down and putting in the work because yeah like i can get into you know a creative rut but eventually i'll work through it and i guess the more you just sit there and you kind of uh just you know continue working you're gonna you'll have to get out of that creative rut you know yeah but there are there are there are definitely some times where it's necessary to just say okay i'm not gonna work on music today you know i don't need to i'm i'm definitely not feeling it you're not making anything good you know so i i think that's important too to know when you should take a break for sure yeah but yeah the flow state that's crucial you know and i think a lot of people don't even know that a lot of producers probably don't even really realize what the flow state is when they're even in the flow state but is the flow state like the zone potentially yeah yeah just like being in the zone yeah but like now when i'm in that flow state like i totally like recognize it right then and there you know what i mean it's it's so much different when you actually like know what it is you know huh. mm-hmm. and you're like self-aware of it happening yeah like capitalize on it yes so weird yeah it's crazy i don't need i didn't even know that was a thing but like that's why i was up till like five last night because like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. laying in bed and i was like you know what i could do this right now really like went on google searches like how to get into the flow state because it's like something i've yeah thought of too because in music of course yes but other people can use it for 
like day-to-day jobs or like tasks around the oh, house yeah. or just mm-hmm. anything that productive anything anything mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's it's almost like you're on superpower mode you're getting stuff done quickly like something like leads to the another and then mm-hmm. you know like you're just like in the zone yeah yeah when i'm like when i'm in flow the flow state Usually I won't want to get up from my, my desk. I want to keep working because I know that what I'm making is really, really cool. And I, and the ideas just keep coming out and they, they just don't stop and you just keep going. And in time usually goes by really fast, or I guess I think online, when you look up videos on the flow state, they say like time dilates. So maybe it like goes by slow or it'll go by fast, you know? Hmm. But like you, you kind of like just lose track. You just lose track of time and all these ideas are just flowing out and you don't want to stop working. You want to keep going and, and um, you know, you'll work throughout the night and that's pretty much it because, you know, you feel like if you stop, you will kind of end that flow state, which is true. But mm-hmm. what's, what's weird for me is I realized I'm kind of in that flow state almost for, for like weeks. And then I, I don't know if that's an actual thing or if I'm just like kind of tripping, but <laughs> I, you know what I mean? But I feel, I feel like I get in this flow state usually for like, for like a month or something, like a month or two. And then, then I'm out of it and I can't write anything for like five months. You know what I mean? I don't know why that is, but that's just kind of how it is for me. So you like sound design or like drum loop, like make drum loops or stuff. If you're when when you're out of it like that, or you just you like kind of just gotta like step away completely from from Ableton for a little. Well, I, I'm always trying to get through it. You know, when I'm in a creative rut, you always want to work through it. But yeah, sometimes you should just work on sound designing or take a break or you know. But I usually don't take too long of a break. Sometimes I won't produce for a couple of days. But yeah. I think being self-aware of it happening will probably helps you like yeah keep it going. Whereas if, if you're mm-hmm. not realizing that you're in it, you can like you said like get up and walk away, and then it's hard to get back into it. Whereas if you're aware of it happening, mm-hmm. you can say okay, I'm gonna go do this, but I'm gonna like keep this thought process going, keep this chain of thoughts mm-hmm. um in line, and then like keep it going. So I've the fact that you can hold that for days alone a month is <laughs> extremely impressive. I was going to, I was going to bring it back to the EP actually. Okay. Um, we talked about the first couple, um, or specifically you touched on before, but it, to me, it sounds like it's almost two different songs. Cause that first, first like, couple of seconds is very D and B and it kind of like breaks out into this whole other genre. Right. Are you a, are you a fan of D and B? Oh yeah. Do you have any D and B tracks you're working on or. Yeah, I, I do have some stuff I'm working on. I think there might be one on this next EP. Ooh. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan for sure. Uh, like, I don't know. I I really been digging. I don't know how to say it, but I'm pretty sure it's Posey. P O S I J. Posey. Do you know who that is? I haven't heard of him, but I'm sure there's people listening that are like, "Oh, I know who he is." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like probably one of my favorites right now. He, I mean, he does make a little bit of everything, but he definitely makes a lot of drum and bass and some like jump up stuff and. He's probably one of my biggest inspirations right now. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. And like some other artists would be like Culprit, who yeah. makes a little bit of everything as well. But he's always kind of been a big inspiration to me. Um, 
fade black there they've been killing the drum and bass game as well yeah so yeah no i definitely listened to it quite a bit you know and everyone's saying like oh it's gonna pop off it's gonna pop off in the u.s yeah. i mean if it does if it doesn't doesn't matter to me i mean i'm just gonna continue listening to it you know we're still making it yeah 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 i feel like it already has like i mean it's not huge huge but like i feel like this year and I don't know, maybe it's just because I've really come around. I mean, I always liked it, but this year specifically, I've been listening to it a lot more. Yeah. But I, I feel like it already is becoming like, even just last night, like I, like Company is one of my favorite dubstep producers was doing a drum and bass set. Like, I feel like it is really, it's it's already growing. I, I don't know how how big, yeah. you know, everyone thinks it'll get, but it, it is awesome to see it. Like, especially just this year, it's just, it's really um maybe it's just because i've been listening to it and i'm kind of biased but Mm -hmm. it is it is nice to see that it growing this much and yeah yeah like it's cool because i think pretty much all the all the big djs have been playing it you know in their sets i i've seen so many djs play drum and bass and that wasn't really a thing a couple years ago yeah i feel like i you know, so I feel like people are just accepting it and that's that's cool. But yeah, it's getting a, a quite a weird mix of of um, people, too. Yeah, because you got the, the hardcore drum and bass yeah. people and then you know what I mean? So yeah, there's like the liquid, more chill stuff, the hard, more, the harder, like faster stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so many subgenres within it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, dr- drum and bass is awesome, though. Is Fiore Italian? Yeah. Fiore means flower in italian okay so you are italian i assume yeah sicilian yeah but okay uh, italian same thing it's just like a a true sicilian would would never say they're italian is that where the rome and roman silver came from not exactly i i think it kind of you know worked to my advantage that i am sicilian but an italian but no it just came from a dream i had one night this was maybe five or six years ago now I was in the dream. I was walking through Rome and basically the walls were dripping in a liquid silver. That's, that's pretty much the easiest way to describe it. But I mean, there's a longer version of that story, but that's pretty much that sums it up. That's, I mean, that must've stood out to you then. (laughs) It really stood out to me. Like when I woke up, I, I think that was the, the trippiest, dream i've ever had in my life that's insane yeah it's like super real to you did it, it feel was, like a dream it was the most vivid r- dream i've ever had it was so crazy that's but it was uh, yeah and like rome itself was i i mean i i'm not good at, i'm not good with history so i don't really know the time period but the time period was like if you've seen gladiator when rome was like kind of just built or not just built but it was in its Uh it was in its prime and like all the marble was all nice and not all crumbled and whatnot and the the coliseum was there and yeah in the dream it looked almost like that scene in gladiator where it's kind of like panning over the whole city and like you see like caesar right there but but in the dream there's nobody there it was just me i could see the coliseum in the distance and like the buildings were just dripping in a liquid silver it was wow I don't know. Yeah, it was really weird. Really weird. That's got to be one of the most wild, like, you know, backgrounds for an artist's name I've heard. That's 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 crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Blade a Runner plot. <laughs> yeah, true. Have you been to Rome before or is that completely random? I've never been to Rome. I've been to Italy a few times, but I've never been to Rome. Wow. 
Oh, it's yeah. like a message. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I Here definitely want to play a show there, though. That'd be crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have to. <laughs> yeah. That brain, it goes itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, at the, at the, I was just going to say at the time, I was kind of unhappy with my current, the current name I was going by. Uh-huh. I don't want to get into it because, and I, I don't, I don't like saying the name. It's a little embarrassing now, but yeah. <laughs> we'll make you say it. Yeah, you don't need it. It was like XX, headshot, XX. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that, but it was, it really wasn't that bad. It's just, I don't know. I don't Not- even think there's there's probably no trace of it on- online either. I, w- I would say like, Oh, you can go find it anyways. But yeah, there probably isn't, or maybe oh. there is maybe it's been a mystery. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a little, yeah, it'll be a mystery. <laughs> oh, but I was going to say, um, I've seen Zed's dead tweet about going back to the dream thing. Um, like dreaming of like, songs that they've never heard of and like really writing it down. So it's interesting how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the that supposedly John Lennon could do. He would dream songs and he would like new songs and he would write them from his dreams supposedly yeah that's crazy i didn't know zed's dead i believe it though yeah visionary level yeah i believe it too well even just thinking of a song too i think is pretty crazy a lot of times what i'll do is i'll be in the most random place i'll be at like the grocery store or something and all of a sudden some sort of melody will pop in my head and then I'll, i'll literally say okay do not forget this melody i'll like kind of play it over and over my head and then i'll rush home lay the idea down and then i'm like oh my god that's insane how did i just do yeah. that you know what the yeah. it's crazy i think a lot of other artists experience that as well it's kind of weird how these ideas just pop yeah. in your head at the most random times you know what i mean it's subconscious yeah like you're thinking about it without realizing you're thinking about it and then it comes together yeah it's a trip but it's a completely original like melody too and yeah. like whatever you can get into the whole like psychological side of why music works for to humans but like that in and of itself is like thinking of this original melody which is like how do you even describe like what that is to somebody yeah yeah right? i know that's, that's that's so wild i saw you you tweeted a while ago i just remembered this because um i remember you tweeting at the time but you said you used to do that when you were like working at um yeah, uh, I can't remember where you said, but you were you would like rush home on breaks and like yeah write down melodies and then go back like that's wild. Yeah, man. When I, I remember when I used to work, I used to work at Target. Yeah, yeah. Back when I when I lived with my parents, I, I was working at Target and I lived pretty close to it, mm-hmm. so I could drive home on my lunch breaks. You know, so they gave us a forty five minute lunch break, and I would I would drive home if I had a crazy idea. And I would like literally just dr- like drive as fast as I could. So I had as much time to work on music. Yeah. I would get the idea down or, I mean, not just that, but I would also drive home if I was working, if I had a project that I was really stoked on and I just wanted to get some more work in anyways. But that's when I knew I was dedicated. I think right around that time I was like, man, like if I'm driving home on my lunch break to work on music, like yeah. I think some, something's here, you know, I think there's for sure, yeah. more, something more. Yeah, so I had a I had a question. Um, mm-hmm. So I I saw that you got to headline a show in Hawaii. So I wanted to know, like, have had you been to Hawaii yet? Um, and like, did you get to do anything interesting or like, yeah, anything cool while you were there? Or did you just like go and travel all that way, play the show, and head home? Yeah, Hawaii was super dope. I hadn't been since I was maybe. 
12 or 13. I went in 2005, I think. So yeah, it's been, it's been a while, but man, it was, it was incredible. And they gave me like four days there. So yeah, I got, I got to experience it. And the promoter is, he he was kind of a friend of mine as well. So he kind of just, I just kind of hung, hung around with him and his friends. And we uh, went to, we actually, we even saw, who else did we see? We saw I think it was Armin Van Buren or something like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the day after my show, I was still out there and we just were like, oh, you know, they're like, hey, you want to just go? And I was like, why not? You know, whatever. I think it was Armin Van Buren or it was some, it was a trance DJ, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, what else did we do? We we went to the North Shore and we went to the, the Pearl Harbor mm. exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawaii was dope. Hawaii was awesome. That... Yeah, that kind of well, that segues into uh, one of our questions we ask everyone, and it might it might be the Hawaii uh, show or um, I saw we saw uh, I think he tweeted about it um, playing in that abandoned boiler room. But what was and maybe it's not even a, a show, but what's the most um, like surreal moment you've had uh, from from music? Like you kind of step back and we're like, damn, this is you know, music kind of brought me here. Maybe it was something with Bitbird or like a show or um yeah kind of your most surreal moment so far well you just brought you just brought up the the boiler room i think maybe that that was it i think that was the one yeah when i went to atlanta i mean not that it was like a a crazy big show i mean it it wasn't even that big but man what a trip i was like i'm in atlanta right now playing like such a weird venue but it, it was so cool it was the coolest shit i've ever done i've never i don't know they really pulled together that one. That was awesome. Yeah. It's one of those you don't like, you never expect to be, to be there doing that. Yeah. That's like, you know what, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things like years down the, down the road, you know, you're like, man, I, I DJ this abandoned boiler room in kind of a sketchy area of Atlanta, you know, when I kind of was just starting out. Right. Yeah. That, that's a trip. It, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you like text your family and you're like, I just, uh, I just DJed in a, in a boiler room. <laughs> well, they, they follow me. I'm pretty sure they, they probably saw, it. I think they, they even asked me they're like, what are you, what are you doing? Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What do your parents think of your success? They think it's cool. Now they used to be pretty skeptical, Yeah. but yeah, now they're like, Oh, they're like, Oh wow. You're, you know, doing something. Yeah. They, at first they were, not the most supportive of it, you know, which is weird because they're photographers. So, you know, my dad was a film, my dad was a film major and he was a very talented artist. I think he just thought, you know, there's not a lot of money involved. I think he's seen Mm -hmm. a lot of the uh, creative work field and he just thought, well, I want my son to have like a, you know, really secure life. Right. So yeah, I think that's why he was kind of against it. But yeah, no, they're, they're definitely, they're, they're all for it now. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with, you know, releasing, you know, these song on the EP, like with the songs early and getting like mm-hmm. over 200,000 plays in like two months. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Your parents' defense, it's, it's hard to break into the scene. So I think it really is telling of mm-hmm. yeah. talented you are as being able to release on Bitbird. Yeah. 26 i mean that's insane thank you man yeah appreciate it that beats too yeah that beats too yeah i mean it's just yeah. 
yeah i want to do some more i want to do some more stuff with deadbeats speaking of which actually i want to do more stuff with like i want to do i want to release everywhere yeah yeah do you have like a do you have like a dream label that you were like damn if i could release on on sales label that would be like it well it would be really cool to do something on flying lotus's label but i don't think my music is experimental enough but i think I think eventually I, I want to make some stuff like that. I think like Brain Feeder is a really dope label. I, l- I listen to a lot of that style of music, so for sure. But other than that, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's you know it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But but this year I'm definitely aiming for. Uh, well, we got I got the Monster Cat one for sure, and then I don't know. I I, I would like to do something with like Wakan or maybe. Uh, mousetrap, dead beats. I don't know. It's hard to reach for more when you've already released on Beats and Bitbird. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want and I want to release more with Bitbird for sure because mm-hmm. they're just amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to hear that they like let you have full creative direction with the EP. Yeah. That's, yeah. It is awesome. Did you decide on the name too? Yep. The name. I like the name a lot. Yeah, and the artist as well. He really captured the the vision. Oh yeah, yeah. don't get us started on the artist. <laughs> we had a note and the singles yeah. as well. Is that is that all the same artist? Um, the yeah the singles and then the um the EP. Yeah, he's all the same artist, and he's probably going to be doing everything else for me from now on. Oh, nice. But I Good. yeah, <laughs> I think I, I feel like I've got more compliments on the art. And it's almost like, man, I didn't make the art. <laughs> like, you know? This is the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's like. I mean, you you approve the art, so I mean, like they are yeah. kind of complimenting you. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It's like this beautiful, like futuristic watercolor yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. It is really cool. Yeah, he's he's insane. I I saw some of his his older pieces, and I was like, man, this guy is just so unique, mm-hmm. you know, and. I, I knew he could pull off what I was looking for and no one I really knew was working with him. He was, I think he had done some, some work for some big like companies and whatnot, but he wasn't doing like, like album artwork or like EP artwork, mm-hmm. something, you know? So I was just like, you know what? I might as well just hit him up. And sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? He goes by paranoid me. His name is Diego. If you look him up on Instagram, it should just be paranoid me, no spaces or anything, just okay. at paranoid me. And uh, yeah, super dope, super super cool. Some of his, if you just go down like to the towards the bottom of his page, he's got some insane stuff. Yeah, I found him. That yeah, love his Instagram. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see why you chose them. Like, I I want these on the side of buildings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There, there's one image in particular that he did that kind of inspired everything. And if you see it, I mean, I don't know if there's a way I can like send it to you guys, but um, I, was, I was looking maybe, at it, I was like, is it this one? But it's literally just your cover, your song well, for your cover for Fade. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go down further than that, if you go to March seventh, twenty nineteen, if you're on his page, March seventh, twenty nineteen, that's the one that kind of got me inspired and i was like this is the guy i want him to do everything for me and i want it to look kind of like this mm-hmm. oh yep i see it it's like that blue red green that blue red and kind of yeah it's like it almost looks uh like a thermal you know yeah. what i mean 
yeah. like the heat image type thing. Exactly. It's like the heat image of cover art for your EP almost. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it all came together and yeah. These are these are insane. Yeah, damn. Yeah. It's really like a really unique kind of look too. Yeah. It fits well with your sound, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So I think we just had you know, a couple more things and, and we'll uh we'll let you go. But I mentioned it earlier, yeah. but just from you know, from from doing some research before this, I stumbled upon Moody Circle. Yeah. Who is you and your roommates, correct? Uh-huh. Yep. So okay, is there an EP coming or is that like kind of a an inside joke? Cause no, there, yeah, there is an EP coming, but it's kind of all over the place. We don't have a date for it, and we're still getting some of the tracks together. But, yeah, I mean, we, you know, living together, we always are working on stuff. And, um, yeah, most of the stuff we put out already, I think we've only put out two or three things. They're, some of them are kind of just jokes. Most of them are just kind of jokes. But but they're good. They're really like good songs, though. Good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing. We want to make it sort of a joke, but also like we want to make them the quality to be really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The cor- the cor- uh, Corona mode, the corona sicko mode. mode flip is, is, is like, yeah. it's sick. But then whipping is this like, bassy like <laughs> weird ass like like I, yeah I just switched up but yeah it's such i mean that that's so sick yeah yeah we got some crazy shit we have like this one it's like a drum and bass thing and mm. it's it's just it's just nuts it's so crazy who are your do your roommates release on their own as well are they just like yeah yeah they're so i met one of them from this school i went to and him and i were we just became friends through there and then that's how we got connected and we hadn't really talked in a while, but we kind of, uh, just, I was, I posted something on Instagram. I was like, Hey, uh, I need some new roommates. And so he hit me back, you know, and he's like, Hey dude, let's, uh, let's go to Huntington beach. And I was like, all right, I'm down. And then, so I moved in with him, basically just moved in with him and his friends and, uh, which I already had kind of knew. So I, I mean, they're, they're, they're just, super talented producers they are kind of low key, but they're, they're super dope that we have, um, Bonima who is in the room across from me. And then we have Chaka who is down below me. And then Gurr. I don't know if he, I think he's changing his, his name, but I don't know what he's going to change it to, but yeah, so they're all super talented producers. Um, some of them make like hip hop stuff. They're working on like stuff for other people. And Bonima is doing some like house stuff. Oh, you know, and he, he makes he makes some like trap stuff too. I mean, that's how Oz and um, IO they all started out, or maybe not IO, but uh, Gasly. Like they were all roommates, mm-hmm. like working on this stuff, kind of the same way that you guys are. So yeah, I think that if you guys like keep it up, working in the environment and living in that environment, I think mm-hmm. cool stuff from you guys. Yeah, a hundred percent. As long as we keep getting moody circle, I'm in on yeah, <laughs> in on moody circle. Yeah, I'm happy I. Uh, I came across that from when you tweeted the uh, the uh, Drake flip the other way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know it's all kind of for fun, but yeah, it, we we you know we we all said to each other like you know if it pops off like let's just let's go for it like with it yeah you know exactly At that point yeah why not I mean I that was most of what I had I I mean I've um I've I could we could keep going all night here but. Thank you, though. I mean, this yeah, is yeah, this is awesome. This is yeah, of course, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you. 
before before we leave, is there anything you want to plug? Anything upcoming or just released, perhaps? Um, not. I don't think so. I'd say just listen to the EP. Yeah, I definitely have a ton more coming this year. I have like a shit ton of stuff planned. Another EP, maybe two more EPs, some some remixes. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff coming this year. So it's kind of just the beginning. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then Bitbird Stream. Yes. Oh yeah, that, that's right. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be next Thursday. I'll probably be announcing it. Uh, I think tomorrow, or I, I'm gonna, I'm going to be announcing it soon but we're just making sure the day is correct but it'll be next week for sure so definitely tune in yeah for sure yeah we'll have to uh we'll have to have you back on in september or later in the year with whenever uh the second ep comes out 100 percent, absolutely yeah so down and listen to like lightning everybody yes of course for sure like lightning out everywhere yes out now that's right thank you so much Vinny, for stopping by yeah thanks a lot man i really appreciate it of course it. guys we all do no problem roman silver thank you peace